This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hannibal Qaisar, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. And ladies and gentlemen, today is very, very big news when it does come to Apple because they have announced new MacBooks, Mac Minis, in a surprise launch. Now, not a lot of people expected Apple to launch new laptops or new computers in general this time of the year, but they came out and they have a surprise launch. And I'm going to be telling you guys what consisted in this surprise launch and what are we looking for. Also, ladies and gentlemen, right here in the UAE, we're talking about the world's first explosion-proof CCTV camera that was launched right here in the UAE. Why do we need an explosion-proof CCTV camera? How good is it? And why is it the world's first? Well, you know, right here on Future Talk, we're going to tell you guys about that. Now, yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, Omni and I were talking about how Tesla prices are down by a lot in the U.S. and right here in the UAE. Uh, right here in the UAE, they're down about 30,000 dirhams. And when we speculated why, that is because there's a lot of competition when it does come to electric cars. And that is why we're talking about today. An American muscle car, the Corvette, is now electric. And we're talking about the 2024 Chevy Corvette E-Ray and why this iconic sports car is with an electric surge. Also, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Microsoft and how they're launching Azure OpenAI service with ChatGPT. Now, about two weeks ago, I told you guys that Microsoft will take over, Bing will take over when it does come to the search engine. But today, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of news happening in the tech world as it usually does. Keep Pulse95 locked as I do take a short break. But when I come back, I'm talking all about the new MacBooks. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, in a very rare occurrence, Apple has rolled out new MacBooks and a new Mac Mini. Now, Apple just yesterday did unveil MacBooks powered by its new and faster M2 Pro and M2 Max chips in a surprise launch weeks ahead of its usual schedule. Now, it's not very common for Apple to have a launch this early in the year. Now, they usually have it a couple of weeks later in the year, but not now. And this was a very surprise launch. Now, the rollout of the devices is using Apple's latest versions of the M2 chip, which did debut last year and is an on the outgrowth of Tech Giant's decision in 2020 to use semiconductors designed in-house, and that is after around 15 years of relying on Intel's technology. Now, for the longest time, ladies and gentlemen, Apple relied on Intel chips, and there was a lot of problems with these Intel chips when it did come to compatibility with the Mac OS talking about overheating problems, crashing, uh, it wasn't the best. But now, ever since Apple in 2020 decided to say, hey, we're going to in-house our chips. We're going to use chips from us, made of us. And now their computers are fantastic. No overheating issues, 10,000 times faster than the Intel products. But when we're talking about these new computers, we're talking also about the Mac Mini. And the price point of the Mac Mini is at $600 and it's going to be actually available by the end of this month, so January 24th. 
And when it does come to the MacBook Pro, the 14-inch and 16-inch MacBook Pro with the latest chips will start at a whopping $2,000, which is compared with the $1,300 price tag for a 13-inch model fitted with the M2 chip. So we're looking at MacBook Pros at around 2000 around 7000 dollars so it's a pretty hefty price tag. But the new MacBook Pros were expected for months, but supply chain issues meant the launch was delayed from last year to early 2023. Now we're all looking at how this is all connected to the delay chipset transition. With it being delayed, Apple has been facing with the questions to wait for the traditional expected launch or actually do something a bit unexpected. And that is what they did with this surprise launch. Now, when it does come to stock market of Apple, shares of Apple rose about 1% and was actually outperforming a broadly weaker market. Now, the stock lost about 27% in 2022, which is its biggest fall since the 2008 financial crisis. But Apple said the new M2 Pro has nearly 20% more transitors than the M1 Pro and double the amount in M2, which does help programs like Photoshop run heavier workloads and it's actually deemed by Apple faster than ever. Now, the company, which does get its chips manufactured by Taiwan's TSMC, replaced NVIDIA as one of the top 10 semiconductor vendors by revenue last year, and that is according to a report. But we are looking at how Apple usually holds its first event of the year in March when it rolls out its iMacs and accessories, but this year's spring event could hold or could include the launch of a long-awaited augmented reality headset. And that is what the reports have been saying and a lot of rumors have been said that Apple does want to dip their feet into the augmented reality headset market. And we do know they're pretty dominant right now when it does come to the iPhones, when it does come to the phones, to the MacBooks. Uh, you know, anyone who is a hardcore editor when it does come to videography or even we can say uh, photos, they do use MacBooks and Mac computers. And when it does come to drawing and creativity, we do know that iPads are the top tablet regardless of what you say. I'm not biased towards Apple, but again, we're looking at how Apple computers, Apple products always outperform their competitors when it does come to creativity. Now, price tag might be a little bit too expensive, but you pay for what you get. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215, let me know your guys' thoughts. What do you guys think? Do you guys think that these computers are going to, you know, be something that you want in the near future? I actually have a 2018 MacBook Pro with an Intel chip. It's working fine for me, no complaints. Sometimes it does get a little bit, you know, hot, overheating issues when I have it on my lap. Uh, but again, I have um, a couple of family members who have the M chip, the M1 chip. And they have no complaints whatsoever. And fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, the M1 MacBook Air outperforms the Intel MacBook Pro. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, our text lines are open. But when I come back, I'm talking all about the world's first explosion-proof CCTV camera that is going to be launched right here in the UAE. Daily Digital News. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of surprises happening out of Future Talk today on the stories we're talking about. And right here in the UAE, we're always doing something for the first time as the country or as people. And, you know, we hold the record for a lot of world firsts. But today, ladies and gentlemen, it does come to technology. We're talking about the world's first explosion-proof CCTV camera that was launched right here in the UAE. 
Now, the world's first explosion-proof security camera, which was designed mainly for hazardous locations, has been launched in the UAE and more specifically in the Emirate of Dubai. Now, since these unique CCT cameras won't be damaged in explosions, they are ideal for military areas, airports, and those used by the oil and marine industry, and even in prisons. But these cameras do offer an optimal solution for relatively larger zones at hazardous locations. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when we see CCTV camera footage of any disaster that happens, most of the time we see the disaster happen and then the footage is gone because the camera went bye-bye. But now with these type of cameras, we can see from the beginning of the disaster until the end of the disaster what happened and how everything went down. Now, it is designed in line with the North American and European standards for equipment at potentially explosive atmosphere. And the cameras use the XE protection method, which does ensure it won't cause any sparks. Now, explaining the technology behind the cameras, Stephen Kenny, who is an architect and engineering program manager for EMEA at Access Communications, said the purpose of these explosion protection cameras is really to mitigate the risk of the actual camera and the camera device itself being the root cause of an incident. Now, he went on saying that what we we actually find is that we have to make these robust stainless steel type materials and the actual sealing process of the camera is there to make them completely airtight and environment proof. And that is so they don't cause any incident from the actual explosion protection camera itself. Now, when we look at the actual camera technology and its analytics, actually, it's very capable of monitoring different things. And obviously, we have a lot of cameras that can monitor your temperature. You know, when COVID came out and when COVID, it's like a move, when COVID-19, the pandemic happened, we had a lot of cameras that took your temperature, facial recognition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But with this camera, it can detect different things or monitor different things like smoke and temperature. But the same technologies can also be used for different applications. And that could be objects, people, vehicle tracking, as well even preventing unauthorized access and even avoiding unwanted downtime caused by overheating equipment. Now, remember, ladies and gentlemen, these type of cameras are on all the time, all day, all night. Cameras never take rest. So you sometimes these technologies, these devices, they overheat a little bit and you wouldn't want that, especially when you're using it for surveillance, CCTV cameras. You want them all the time on to monitor what is going on. Now, it has also pre-installed early fire detection analytics, uh, analytics, which will reduce false alarms and spot temperature readings. Now, the company also did add that the cameras are durable, impact, and weather-resistant, and also deliver excellent video quality in 4K resolution at up to 60 frames per second, and even detailed images under any light conditions. Now, when we talk about cameras nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, and when I think about you know technology and how vast and how much we've actually progressed as a society when it does come to technology, I mean, right now, my camera on my phone, which is an iPhone, it can actually, you know, make top tier quality when it does come to video production, video editing. And a lot of YouTubers nowadays, and when I say YouTubers, YouTubers nowadays, nowadays ladies and gentlemen, they make top tier quality movie stuff, TV show stuff. And when I look at the YouTube community, I'm like, wow, these guys are creative. And going back to my main point, cameras are so efficient, effective nowadays. Why do we still get 240p camera footage when a disaster happens? Now, you would expect cameras nowadays in the year 2023 to have perfect, perfect qu camera quality. But unfortunately, we get very slow frames. The quality isn't that best. 
But now with these type of cameras, ladies and gentlemen, we should see much, much better quality. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break, and when we come back, we're talking all about the 2024 American Muscle Chevy Corvette. But is the American Muscle leaving Chevrolet, and we are getting the first of its kind electric vehicle. 4215, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, a couple of weeks ago we talked about how Sharjah Sat 1, the first ever miniaturized satellite, went up into space. But today, ladies and gentlemen, the Sharjah Academy for Astronomy, Space Sciences, and Technology of the University of Sharjah has successfully received the first communication signal from its first CubeSat. Sharjah Sat 1 just yesterday at around 10 a.m. Now, Sharjah Sat 1 is the first ever miniaturized satellite that was launched by Sharjah Academy for Astronomy, Space Sciences, and Technology. And it was actually launched on the 3rd of January, about two weeks ago. And it's actually part of a series of CubeSats that the University of Sharjah intends to launch in cooperation with several national institutions and organizations in the Emirate of Sharjah. Now, the project engineers at the Academy were prepared to receive the first communication signal from the CubeSat after it reached its orbit around Earth. Now, the signal does demonstrate the state of the satellite and its readiness to perform its mission after a successful deployment from the main spacecraft. Now, Charger Sat 1 is now in its low Earth orbit, around 550 kilometers above the Earth's surface. Therefore, the operation of the subsystem did start gradually as a small satellite began its 90-minute orbit around our beautiful Earth. Now, the engineering team at the Academy is continuously monitoring the movement of the CubeSat once it does pass over Sharjah, and more signals are expected to be received and sent to check on the health of all its subsystems, especially the IXRD detector and the dual camera. So a very good feat, a very nice feat, mashallah, by Sharjah. And so far, so good. Again, uh, you know, sending a satellite to space is just the first half of the, of, of the mission. Getting and receiving the transmission of the signal, making sure everything is going great for the satellite is very important. And again, it's the first ever miniaturized satellite from Sharjah CubeSat. So again, I'm excited to see what is happening and what can we learn from the satellite as it is orbiting around Earth, taking all the information it needs so we can learn more about our lovely planet and obviously preserve it, take care of it because Earth is a gift for, from us, for us and we have to take care of it. And that was Sharjah understands and that is what we're trying to do, trying to understand it more. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. I'm going to leave you with the song Lonely by Joel Corey. Check this out. Check this out. Oh, 95. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday we talked, Omni and I, about Tesla and how the prices have actually dropped around 9 to 20% in the US. And over here in the UAE, we're looking at the Model Y being cheaper, about 30,000 dirhams cheaper. Uh, I think the original price was around 230. 230,000 dirhams for the Tesla Model Y, and now it is around 200,000 dirhams. But, ladies and gentlemen, the question was, why? What is happening with Tesla? And yesterday, I told you guys it's because Tesla is no longer the dominant 
big dog when it do or the dominant automaker when it does come to electric and autonomous vehicles. Because today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a new electric car. What is that car? It's the 2024 Chevy Corvette. Yes, the American muscle, the Corvette, the well-known, big, loud noise, gas-drinking car is now going full electric. Now, it's actually been 70 years since the first Corvette ever made its debut at GM's Motorama in New York City. And to celebrate, Chevy is giving its flagship sports car a very unique makeover. Now, it is its very first hybrid gas electric motor. Now, the 2024 Corvette E-Ray, heavily teased and accidentally leaked over the past year, was revealed today in Manhattan, just a stone throw from where the first model, then known as the EX122, made its first ever public appearance while dressed in polo white with a red bucket seat interior trim. Now, in contrast, the E-Ray does present more as an undersea submersible than a weekend cruiser with a metallic blue exterior and a body shape reminiscent of its aquatic namesake, the Stingray. Now, you can actually hunt sharks in this thing because it looks amazing. Now, this by design, of course, the E-Ray is meant to usher in a new area for Corvette, including an all-electric version sometime later this year. Now, GM is barreling towards its goal of electric-only sales by the year 2040, and Chevy is leading the charge with electric versions of the well-known flagship pickup truck, Silverado, Blazer, and Equinix coming soon. And now we're looking at its flagship sports car, the Corvette, the American muscle going full electric. But right at, but I mean, it's not full electric yet. It's going to be down the line. But rather than going full electric right out of the gate, Chevy decided to ease its customers into the world of battery-propelled propulsion with the E-Ring. Now, sports car customers are a bit you can say not energetic and they are placing a premium on loud exhaust noise and the digestive rumbling of a v8 engine now i'm not a cars guy i don't i don't care too much about cars but you gotta appreciate the sound of a roaring v8 american car american engine the i can't even I, it's it's amazing but now we're looking at how this will no longer be the case now an all-electric corvette may have been or may have generated similar bouts of existential dread as Ford did it when they slapped the Pony logo on its Mustang Mach-E. Now, we do know that about last year, the Mustang came out with electric. And a lot of people weren't happy. A lot of Ford enthusiasts didn't like it. But you know what they say, times, they're changing. And so we are told. But And Chevy sees an opportunity, especially in surging demand for electric vehicles around the U.S. and around the world. But when the E-Ray does go on sale later this year, it will start at a whopping price of $104,000. And that is for the 1LZ Coupe and $111,000 for the 1LZ convertible model. Now, both prices do include delivery charges and production will take place at GM's Bowling Green Assembly Facility in Kentucky in the U.S. Now, the question is, will you or will you not get your hands on this new Corvette? I personally... If I had, let's try to, you know, convert, convert it for you guys, $100,000 or $102,000, convert it to dirhams, that would be around $370,000. If I had $370,000, would I get this car? It's a very tough question. Now, it's a hybrid. It's not full electric just yet. I'm, I might. I actually might get my hands on it if I had the money. 
But again, you know, uh, hybrid, I feel, is a better approach when it does come to sports cars, American cars, especially when it's American muscle V8. We're very well, very used to having that V8 engine. So a lot of, you know, sport enthusiasts, sport car enthusiasts, they don't like the idea of full electric just yet. So I feel like the market will accept it. It's very, it's a very tight market, but they timed it pretty nice as, you know, going back to our first topic of conversation, which is Tesla understands that it's no longer the dominator when it does come to electric vehicles in the U.S. Now we see a Mercedes, BMW, Ford, and now Chevrolet going down this path of electric. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let us know your guys' thoughts. What do you guys think about this? Do you think that the move to electric for these sports cars is the right move? Now, we do know Chevy has this thought about the year 2040, it going all electric, all their cars being electric. I personally, at this moment in time right now, as a daily driver, I would not get a Tesla car. I wouldn't get an electric car to begin with. I'm just a little, I like to be prepared, over-prepared when I'm on the road. I don't want to say, oh, I don't got any battery. What am I going to do? I got to find a charging station. No, I like to have the ease and comfort and the quality of life of going to a gas station, petrol station, filling it up, paying whatever I got to pay, and I'm on my way. I don't want to think about how much charge I have left in my car. That is me. But maybe down the line, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see electric batteries, batteries of these electric cars, you know, surpassing what we see now. And maybe then I'll get it as a second car. Not my daily driver because, like I said, I like to be prepared. 4215, ladies and gentlemen, let me know your guys' thoughts. But this does mark the end of Future Talk for today. I'm going to be opening up the airways for the man himself, Omar Dhu, the only place to be at 3. The halftime show is going to be commencing in T-minus five minutes. So you don't want to miss out, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to do it. Taking the mic in just a bit. But I'll see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Same time, same place, only here on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.